care when there is a tragedy in a school or a public place or something like that. You know what? They always go to the Lord in prayer. And places where prayer wasn't even allowed. And it just blows your mind. They, they really know. They just don't want to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the second session I said, you know, the devil doesn't fear prayerless Bible studies or prayerless witnessing, prayerless singing or worship. He, he doesn't worry about that. Folks, we are in a battle. We are in a battle each and every day. The flesh battle up against the spirit each and every day of our lives. And I know that. And David, David was aware of that when he wrote uh, Psalm 143. And uh, well, we started out last week with Psalm 143. And in verse 143.1, David asked God to hear him. And then in verse 2, David asked God to forgive him. Uh, then in 143.3, David was in a bad situation. It was a dire strait for him in that, in that 143.3. And then 143.4, David was overwhelmed. And you know what? If you've never been overwhelmed, I'd like to talk to you because I've, I've had a couple things in my life. I mean, when I say overwhelmed, I was overwhelmed by the situation that God had put me in. And in 143.5, he, he th thought back to the days when God was working mightily in him, and he said, where are these days today? So uh, now we'll start uh, and go to 8 o'clock. You know me on that one. So 143.6, the Bible, it talks about fervency. 143.6, the Bible said, I stretch forth my hands into thee, my soul thirsteth after thee, my as a thirsty land, Selah. And that Selah means, I always take that, it means sit here and think about that a little bit, you know. But the sincerity and the adore of this prayer is indicated by his hands pleading spread out toward the Lord. It is amazing how serious we get when we're in trouble, you know. I, one of my favorite prayers in the Bible, one of the shortest prayers, is Peter when he stepped out on the water. He was the only one that walked on the water, okay, but when he started going down, he said, Lord, save me. Now, what do you want to leave out of that? You want to leave the Lord, Lord out of that? Mm -mm. You want to leave uh, save out of that? No. Or you want to leave me out of that? I mean, that was one of the shortest prayers. He didn't say, oh, gracious heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth. He didn't go on and on and on. He just prayed the words that, you know, was necessary to pray for his situation. 143.7, there's really an urgency. It says, hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from my, me, lest I be, be like unto them that go down into the pit. You know, there's a, it, there's a real urgency. And matter of fact, that is an imperative can. Hear me speedily. You know, is an imperative command. The Lord must hurry to rescue him. Or he says, I'm in trouble. If the Lord doesn't do this, I mean, I'm on my way out. And waiting on God is not a waste of time, you know. Uh, I'm telling you, waiting on God is not a waste of time, but sometimes it's very hard. And, it's, you know, and, and again, we, we talked about this in the past that, you know, he doesn't always answer them like we want him to answer them, but he knows best for each and every one of us. And we, when we complain, we're saying that God doesn't know, well, that we know better than God. So 143.8, the Bible says, cause me... To hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way I should walk, for I lift my soul unto thee. <clears throat> He's pleading for loving kindness, and again, that cause me is an imperative command. It's amazing how many imperative commands are in this one little 12-verse scripture here. And uh, he longs to hear God speak the words and the tones of his uh, 
steadfast love. But in the morning also means early or without delay. 143, 8, verse 8 says, I don't know why I did that. He also has asked for prayer for guidance. And sometimes he has, someone has said that this is the verse that everyone used for their life motto. And it says, cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. That, that would be a good model for each and every one of us to live the rest of our days, you know. There's divine guidance which is in, indispensable in this, and we simply do not know the way. <coughs> if, we, if we're not going in the Lord's way, he said, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways. We just, we just need to always go to and trust the Lord for uh, our direction. And only the God-directed life is, is not, number one, effective, and only the God-directed life is enjoyable. You try to get out of the will of God, and I'll tell you what, you'll be a miserable man or woman, that's for sure. Then in 143.9, there's a petition for deliverance. 143.9, the Bible says, Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee into thee and, hi and hide me. So he's asking to deliver him. Uh, the threat of his enemies caused David to cry out to the Lord. I mean, if you read through the scriptures and see how David was threatened and hiding in caves and all the things that he had to do, I mean, he, he, knew, he had real good reason to write this 143rd Psalm, you know. And, and he has not depended on anyone else for protection, uh, only the Lord and the singleness of trust now forms the basis for his entreaty. You know, 143.10, the Bible says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. You know, in 143.10, he says, Teach me. Again, another imperative command. Uh, the psalmist not only wants to know the will of God in their faith, but he also wants his heart trained to obey the will of God. You know, we can sit through service after service after service in this church and hear the word of God, but if we don't take that word and apply it into our life, it's not going to do us any good. I, I always feel like I failed in any message that I give if I, if I can preach the message, if I don't give some application to it for your life and for our, our, what we're going to go through each and every day of our life, you know. But 143.10, he appeals for instruction, teach me. And the psalmist not only wants in the will of God, he also wanted to be trained and obey the will of God. God is God, and what could be the more proper thing for a cre creature to obey his master, you know. And in 143.10, the Bible says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Let Lead me into the land of the uprightness. Uh, everyone has his ups and downs. I mean, again, if anybody's telling me they don't have good days and bad days, uh, I probably won't be believe anything else that they tell me. But not everyone has a rocky road like David had. I mean, if you study the the, the trails and the paths and the things that David went through, I'm telling you right now, he lived some, he, it was rocky roads, that's all I can say. And he, his desire here is that the Lord's good spirit will lead him through a smoother terrain. There's nobody in here that doesn't want their life to go smooth. I mean, uh, when, we're, we're, when we're going smooth or sometimes even when we're on the mountaintop, we're, we're fine. But when we have to get down in that valley and, and, uh, and go through the trials of life, it's not so, so easy. But he wanted him to, to be free from these extreme forms of danger and, dis and disaster which he had been exposed to. 
In 143.11, the Bible says, Quicken me, O Lord, for, for, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Uh, here he's wanting, uh, he pleads for preservation. Quicken me. Again, this is an imperfect tense, and a tense indicates an action which has gone over a period of time or has happened frequently, you know. And in linking his own continued preservation with the glory of God, he says, for your name's sake. He's, he's doing, he wants God's namesake to be honored and glorified. The psalmist, psalmist also enjoys the strongest lever to move the heart of God's omnipotence. You know, God is omnipotent. He can do all things. In the same way we plead the righteousness of God, the reason he should be delivered from trouble. This is a powerful prayer. I'm telling you it is right now. And then finally, in, in, in Psalm 143.12, the Bible says, retribution on his enemies. You know, this is a precatory prayer. And he says, and uh, thy mercy cut off mine enemies and destroy all of them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. You know, there's, he's wanting retribution here. And, and this is a perfect tense indicating an action that is already complete at the present time. And finally, he asked God to stretch out and destroy his enemies as a display of his mercy. Uh, if these things, destruction and mercy, sound inconceivable to you, uh, we should remember that the destruction of the wicked is a favor to the universe, but the arrest of, uh, and, and the punishment of a robber is mercy to society. Uh, to mankind, just as every prison is a display of mercy, as well as justice, mercy to society at large, justice to the offender. David's last appeal is based on the fact that he is Jehovah's servant. He is on the Lord's side. He's serving the Lord, and only through the removal of his foes he feels he can continue. You know, the Bible says in Luke 18.1, the Bible says, men ought to always pray and to faint not. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for our evening of prayer when we come to you and request our prayers for you, knowing that you're the only one that can hear and answer these prayers. We certainly love you, Lord. We love you for what you have done. We love you for what you're doing right now. But most of all, we love you for what you have in store for us if we will just submit our hearts and lives to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you are dismissed.